0: They're glad they're here today. Okay. Anybody else? No, I won't ask that. <laughs> I love gathering with God's people. I love being in God's house with God's people. It's one thing to sit at home and, um, and you know, in the presence of God and, and just talk to Him and, you know, just pray and, and read your Bible or worship. It's one thing to do that in the quiet of your home, and that's wonderful but there's a different dynamic that takes place when God's people gather together. There's there's just a different dynamic to it, and it's wonderful, and uh, I I love it. Well, today we are celebrating uh, the most amazing, most astounding, most important, uh, life-giving, and life-changing event in all of history— the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I mean, it's the culmination of Jesus' ministry on earth. It validated everything that he taught, it validated every claim that he made, and it just said yes to all of it. And, and that's why it's, it's the most important event because it's a, it's a total game changer. Now, when we talk about Easter, we talk about, you know, we usually talk about the suffering that Jesus endured resulting in his death and his burial. And, and culminating in His resurrection. And sometimes we talk about the sacrifice of the, that the Father made and how, you know, what a great sacrifice it was to, uh, 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 in, in, in sending His Son, uh, knowing what He was going to have to go through. Today I want to talk about the Holy Spirit's role in everything that occurred, the Holy Spirit's role in what transpired, what took place on Easter morning because the holy spirit was very active on easter. the holy spirit was doing a lot. romans 8:11 says the spirit of god who raised jesus from the dead lives in you. and just as christ raised uh, just as god raised christ jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit within you. let's pray. father, i ask that as we look into your word that you would uh, uh, speak to us. Open our eyes, Lord. As we open our hearts to you, open our eyes that we can see what you want us to see today, and we can hear what you want us to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It seems a little bit loud up here. Um, so, well, today we're starting a new series, and for the next uh, eight weeks, we're going to be, you know, all, the, all the way to the Feast of Pentecost, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit on the road to Pentecost. And, and, you know, who He is, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about what He's doing. And it's because there's so much more than most of us realize. See, all throughout Jesus' ministry, it was through the power of the Holy Spirit that He performed all of His signs and wonders, all the things that He did. It wasn't through His own power as God, it was through the power of the Holy Spirit. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus cast out demons. It was through the power of the Holy Spirit that Jesus touched and healed the leper. It was through the Holy Spirit that Jesus raised Lazarus and the widow's son and Jairus' daughter, All raised them all from the dead. Everything that he did, he did through the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's the same Holy Spirit, this life-giving Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead. That's how God gets things done through the Holy Spirit, the, life, the, 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 the life-giving Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead. In Genesis 1, God said, you know, when God created the heavens and the earth, the Bible says that the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And then it says, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the deep. He brought life into the chaos, and that's what He does in our lives. You know, we've been just, just finished talking about, you know, all the chaos in our lives. Jesus brings life through the, the Holy Spirit, brings life into the chaos of our lives. Um, so let's talk about Easter, because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Easter. So, all, you know, it's, it's, it's the Holy Spirit. So for hundreds of years, the Jews had looked for and anticipated the coming of a Messiah, Especially, you know, surrounding the time of Jesus, there was an am- anticipation of one who would come as a deliverer, and the time was right. I mean, they were ready for it. You know, during the first and second centuries A.D., there were several people who came up and who rose up claiming to be the Messiah who had come to deliver them from the oppression of Roman rule. I mean, the Roman Empire had come in and was, you know, exerting rule over Israel, and these Messiah figures would rise up claiming authority from from God to free Israel from Rome's iron grip. One of the more more famous ones is a man named uh, Simon Bar Giora. Anybody hear of him before? Anybody? Anybody know anything he said? Of course not, because you know he 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 led a, a Jewish revolt against Rome in the, in the first century A.D., which resulted in in Jerusalem being destroyed and the burning of the temple in Jerusalem in 70 A.D. But yet today. Nobody has heard of him or knows anything that he said, unless you're a student of first century history. But you see, there was a difference between this self-proclaimed Messiah and Jesus. These other self-proclaimed Messiahs all focused on dethroning a political power. They were set on dethroning Rome the power of Rome, and Israel coming back into its own national rulership again. But Jesus came with a different plan. Jesus came with a plan not to dethrone the power seated in some government building in Rome. Jesus came with a plan to dethrone the foreign power that's seated in the hearts of men and women. And he did it not by the force of military uprising or revolt or, or political power. He did it by the power of the Holy Spirit. But so, so Jesus went around doing all this good for the people, healing and setting people free and, and restoring those who had been you know, outcast and marginalized. And, and he did all these things, but then something happened. Jesus went from being hailed as a Savior to being arrested, tried, beaten, crucified, and he died. All within the span of a few days. So where was the Holy Spirit now? That had been so active all throughout his ministry, doing so much. It seemed as if he just left. It seemed as if everything was just all of a sudden over. See, after Jesus was crucified, the disciples went to bed that night with their hopes dashed. You know, wondering, am I going to be next? Is it going to be, are they going to come after me next? Am I next? And they, you know, they woke up the next day trying to figure out, okay, now what now? Where do we go from here? What now? The sense of wonder at all the miracles that they had seen, all the wonders and signs and that that they had seen, the sense of wonder just turned to despair and to fear. And they went to bed Saturday night with a growing sense of loss as they sank further into hopelessness and despair and confusion. And then after another sleepless night, morning came. And this happened. Very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared they found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance so they went in but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. And as they stood there puzzled two men suddenly came or, or suddenly appeared to them clothed in, in da- dazzling robes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground and the men asked, "Why are you looking for the dead among looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here. He's risen from the dead." Holy Spirit hadn't left at all. He was doing his stuff again. He breathed life into Jesus' dead body, and Jesus rose from the grave. And when a group of women went to the tomb on Sunday morning, they saw the stone rolled away. They saw these two men or two angels, you know, in brilliant clothing, you know, and, and they said to, said to the women, "He's no longer here. Jesus isn't here. He's." No longer dead. He's alive. Holy Spirit was working again. But that was just the beginning. Because the Holy Spirit was up to a whole lot more than raising Jesus from the dead. That was just the beginning. Now we went to work bringing about a new creation. The Holy Spirit is a spirit of new creation. It's what he does. It's what he's doing. After Jesus was raised from the dead, he appeared to his disciples, and they gathered behind locked doors. And when they saw Jesus, they were overjoyed. And this is what he said to them. He said, peace be with you. I imagine that was pretty powerful because they were probably terrified, overjoyed, filled with wonder. I mean, everything all, everything all at once. And he settled down, guys. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. Then he breathed on them, and he said, "Receive the Holy Spirit." That's a significant moment in the apostles' lives. As Jesus breathed it on them and said, "Receive the Holy Spirit," he breathed life into them. Life in it. There's a story in the Old Testament that's an illustration of um, what happened here. It's in the book of Ezekiel. The Lord gave Ezekiel a rather strange prophetic vision, and it's found in Ezekiel 37, and this is what it says. Ezekiel says, the Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground, and they were completely dried out. And then he said to me, son of man, can these bones become living again? I just want to pause here a minute. I wonder how many of us have ever found ourselves asking that question. Can these bones live again? Have you ever looked at yourself? you ever thought of yourself and just wondered, is there anything left for me? Is there any hope of a future after the way I've screwed things up? Is there any hope for me after all that I've done? I mean, I'm, I've blown whatever chances I've had. Is there any kind of life left for me? Is there any kind of hope left for me? And you're feeling like just like a, a pile of dead, lifeless, dry bones living, or not uh, living, left or lying on the floor of a valley. I think if we'd be honest, we've all felt that. Ezekiel replied, O sovereign Lord, You alone know the answer to that. And then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. See, the Lord here, what's going on here is the Lord is prophesying about the future plans that he has for Israel, but it also is looking forward to what happens when Jesus breathes his Holy Spirit into, our line, into each one of our lives as believers. The bones cover the valley floor. I mean, they were dry, they were lifeless, and the Lord told Ezekiel to prophesy to them, and when he did, they began to move. The bones began to rattle. They came together. Muscle began to appear, tendons and ligaments and sinew and everything, you know, skin appeared on them. And suddenly these dry bones once again became bodies. But they were still dead. They were still lifeless. And then we see in verse 9, the Lord said to Ezekiel, Speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man. Speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath from the four winds. Breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me, and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up to their feet, a great army. The Holy Spirit, the breath of God, was breathed into these dead bodies and they came to life again. Where they had been dead, they spiritually dried up with no life left in them, no hope left at all. Now they were suddenly alive again. The prophet was not only talking to the nation of Israel, but he was looking ahead to the work that the Holy Spirit was going to do of bringing new life and a new creation through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And and, and Jesus, breathing life into into his followers. Many people today are like that valley of dry bones. Spiritually dried up. Dead inside. No life. No hope. But the good news is the Spirit of God is moving today. The Spirit of God is moving, breathing life into dry dead bones and here's something i want you to see kind of a side note the lord spoke to ezekiel a prophetic word he told ezekiel to speak a prophetic word and when ezekiel spoke it the spirit of god breathed into dead bodies and they came to they they came to life they got new life i just want to put this out there I believe that God is speaking to some here today. And he's saying, look around you for those. Look around you as you go through your day. Look around you for people who are spiritually dry. People who are dead. And speak words of life over them. Speak words of life into them. And see what he will do. See, God is making all things new. The power of sin, the power of death is broken. And God is in the business of gathering and reconciling all of mankind to himself. He's bringing about a new creation, and he's raising up an army of people who will go out in the power of the Spirit on a mission to see dry bones come to life. People who will speak life-giving words, that will speak life to people around them. And the neat thing is you and I get to be a part of it. Because He's given us, the Bible says He's given us a, a ministry of reconciliation. We carry His Spirit in us wherever we go. And wherever we go, we're surrounded by people who are just dry bones walking around waiting for someone to bring life to them, to breathe the breath of God into them. Speaking as life-giving word to them. And when that happens, they will become a new creation. So he's the spirit of new creation. He's also the spirit of resurrection. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of resurrection. In Romans 6, the Apostle Paul says, For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we've been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. See, what the Holy Spirit did with Jesus when he raised him from the dead, he wants to do with each one of us. And one day, all people, all mankind, will be physically raised from the dead. Now those who rejected Jesus and refused to accept his love will be raised to judgment. But those who have accepted Jesus... Those who have learned to embrace Him in this life will be raised to everlasting life, life in the presence of God, life far more wonderful than anything that we could possibly imagine. When the Holy Spirit resurrected Jesus, it was a foreshadowing of what He was going to do for us someday. It was a foreshadowing, a promise of our resurrection And until that day comes, though, he is breathing life into those who believe in him. And the life he breathes into us is the life of freedom. It's a life of freedom. Freedom from bondage to sin. Freedom from addiction. Freedom from the mistakes and abuses and regrets of our past. Freedom from all the things that weigh us down in life. But the neat thing is, it's not only freedom from, it's freedom to. Freedom to live the life that I was meant to live. Freedom to be the person that I was, that I always wanted to be. Freedom to be the person that God created me to be. Freedom to help others. Freedom to serve others. Freedom to make a difference in this life. See, we don't have that freedom when we're spiritually dead. It only comes with life, the life of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of resurrection. Gives that when He breathes His 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 life into us. He gives us that freedom. Through Christ's resurrection, we can now live new lives in Him. 2 Corinthians 3 says, For the Lord is the Spirit, and whenever, wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. I was thinking this week, this week as i was thinking about that thinking about all the lives i've encountered through the years which have been radically changed by the spirit of resurrection breathing life into a pile of dry bones by the spirit of new creation making someone totally new again and beginning with my own life it'll be 40 years ago this coming july that the holy spirit breathed into this spiritually dead person and I came alive I knew all about God you know all about him but I knew about God I knew about Jesus you know I I I knew about church you know but I was nothing but a pile of dead dry bones I had no life in me till 40 years ago this July and when the Holy Spirit breathed life into me He also breathed freedom into me. Freedom from the addiction that I had to drugs and alcohol. and Freedom to live a life of purpose. Freedom to be the person that God created me to be. Forty years ago, this past Wednesday, the breath of God breathed into Lisa. Made her come alive and she's never been the same since. Talk about somebody with a life change. I watched it for those, if you might notice, between March and July, there's four months. End of March, to end of July, there's four months. I watched her during those four months. I watched the transformation take place. She changed daily. All of a sudden, she was reading, she had this little green pocket New Testament that she devoured. She devoured it. And I was like, what are you reading that for? Why aren't you watching TV with me? You know what, what, you know, close that and just watch this with me. No, she was devouring the Word of God. She was, she, she, she became alive. I'll never forget when um, let, let, let me just ask. How many of us, myself included, have ever had to like try to quit smoking? Okay? It's tough, isn't it? Is it tough? Anybody ever be able to just do that instantly? Said you want that? And it's gone. I watched that happen to Lisa. I remember the day. She had been praying about it. And she's sitting there on the couch. And she's, she's, um, she's sitting there on the couch in the early morning. And I'm in bed still. I hadn't gotten up yet. All of a sudden I hear her coughing and choking like to beat the band. I thought she was going to die. I flew out of bed. It's over at Tulip Tree Apartments. Apartment 114. I flew out of bed. And and you know, she had gotten up off the couch and and went to the sink. And see what happened is she had prayed and said, God, if if you can if you can do anything, you can deliver me of this. Cause she had tried to quit so many times and, and wasn't able to, you know. And and you know, she, she took another hit off of that cigarette after praying that and all of a sudden she started coughing and choking. And you know the for those of you that have ever tried smoking, you know, the, the, the first time, what's it like? It's a, <laughs> I mean, you breathe all in this, this this stuff into your lungs, and and you just you feel like you're gonna die, and it was like that, it was like that. She went to the sink because she thought she was gonna throw up, and can you talk about that on Easter? She went to the sink and because she thought she was gonna throw up, and she, and it was closer than the bathroom so she was at the kitchen and and she's there and this time by this time I'm out there and you know just just you know like what in the world's going on and she felt like she it, that that hit was like as if she had never smoked before brand new clean lungs just and that's why you know oh and so she's at the sink and she thought okay just one more and then I'm done And she she takes you know she she starts to bring it to her mouth but all of a sudden something stopped her she could not stop it I mean she could not get it to her mouth she was just stopped and then she just came to this realization and crumpled it threw it in the sink done with it forever and she said she's just like something left her like something left her that day and she has never had the desire to smoke again instant life change now for most of us it doesn't happen that way for me it was a big struggle i had i you know i i wish everything was that instant some things to me for for me were, were, were instant some things were a struggle but god is in the business of changing lives I, I, I watched it with her. I was, I, I, you know, I, so I was thinking about all these changed lives. Think about a friend who was, you know, been living free from alcohol for twenty-eight years now, who'd lost everything to it. Another friend who, because of his addictions, lost everything and was living in a shelter, but the breath of God, you know, entered into his life and 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 set him free. Now he's married with a family and serving God. Another friend who suffered through years of Physical abuse at the hands of his parents and was healed now. Um, uh, You know, about a month ago, I got a text from a friend that said he and his fiancée were celebrating six months of being sober that day. It's like, yes, it's all because of God. It's all because of Christ. It's all because of the Holy Spirit breathing on lives and changing lives. God is moving, and God is working to change lives, and He never stops. He's doing it now. He's doing it tomorrow. He's doing it next week. He's changing lives. I'm sharing all that with you to to show that when the Holy Spirit, the breath of God, enters a person, He brings freedom, freedom from and freedom to freedom to walk away from the bondage of our old life, and freedom to live as a new creation in Christ. But you have to choose and to say, yes, that's what I want. Because he doesn't force anything on us. He gives us the option. I want to close with one final scripture. John 3.8 says, the wind blows wherever it wants. Just as, you can, just as you can hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it's going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. You never know what the Holy Spirit is going to do next. He's full of surprises. You may have walked in here today feeling like you're just like those, that pile of dead, dry bones in the valley that Ezekiel saw. Not seeing how anything can change. Thinking it's past me. I've had my day and it's done. I've gone too far. But you never know when the Holy Spirit, the spirit of the new creation, the spirit of resurrection, the breath of God is going to come and breathe life into you. If you're still sitting here, if you're still with us, then it's not too late. God's not done You've not lost your chance. And I don't care how dead and dry those bones are, when God breathes life life into them, He makes them new. And that's what He wants to do. I want us to pray. And if that's you, if that's you, if you came in and you're thinking, I'm too far gone, Or you're thinking, you know, I'm just dry. I'm walking around, but I don't feel life in me. I'm just dry. Then as we pray, we're going to ask God to breathe his breath, to breathe his Holy Spirit, to give new life, uh, make you a, a, a new creation. Resurrect what was dead. Because he's not finished. The fact that you're here today, whatever brought you here, whether it was a friend that brought you, whether you regularly come here, or you just decided, I'm going to come today, and because it's Easter, whatever it is, it's God that brought you here. And the reason he brought here, you here is because he wants to breathe life into you and into your circumstances, he wants to make you new. So I want everybody to bow your heads and close your eyes. If that's why, what you want, I invite you to pray along with me. And maybe you're just wanna, you just want to renew a commitment, or, or maybe it's, it's like, I've never done this before. I'm not even sure if it's going to work. Let me tell you something. Jesus never turns anyone away that comes to him in sincerity and with repentance. So, I invite you now to pray with me. Just just repeat after me. Jesus, that vision you gave Ezekiel of the valley of dry bones, that describes my life right now. I feel spiritually dead inside. I need you, I need your life. I need your Holy Spirit. Take my life and give me yours. Take my sin and give me your forgiveness. I open my heart to you now. Breathe life into these dry bones. Come in and live inside me. right now I choose to make you Lord of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with resurrection power. Resurrection life. Teach me how to live for you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. And now, Father, I just want to pray for everyone here. Lord, let your breath come. Let your Holy Spirit come. Breathe over us, Lord. Renew. Refresh. Holy Spirit come the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead 2,000 years ago fill us breathe on us move on us and do your work give us new life again Bring your healing to every area of our lives. Keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'd like the worship team to come up.